When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brass Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, a proud member of Empire Media Empire Media Podcast Network. D-Mendy here, and I'm joined by a lot of people right now. A lot of people. I'm, a, I'm like a flustered muffin over here. There's, there's a lot of people on your screen. And, of course, you know the ones to my left, Doc, Johnny, Foosball, Brad. They're the regulars. But we've got... This awesome cast of characters on screen, some of the best in the business, some of our friends in the industry. I like to normally give everybody huge introductions, and I'm very sorry that I won't because we'll be here for an hour. But the first guy you see on your screen, of course, he is a man that uh, I aspire to be like when I grow up. He's the founder and the podcast co-host of the IBT Media, of course, the in-between media, one of the best companies out there in the fantasy biz right now he's got the best hairstyle i think in the fantasy biz he's a penn state grad uh he's he's just a beast and that of course is seth wilcock what's going on man what's up guys thankful to be here uh huge fan of triple play everything you guys got going on a lot of handsome gentlemen in the room brad holding it down out on his front porch to my left so just (laughs) thankful to be here man we're pumped to have you man this is long overdue and, of course, the guy right below you also overdue here. Uh, he's a Chicago City sports media manager. Uh, honestly, just a great dude. He's a great dude overall. If you need graphics, he is the guy, as you will see with our fire intro that I'm going to fire up after I introduce everybody here. He does beef jerky better than the rest of them. My first time having gator beef jerky was from him. He also is a very handsome fellow, has some nice facial hair. And uh, overall, if you don't know Steven Johnson, then I feel sorry for you. What's going on, Steven? Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to uh, break down some uh, Superflex mock fun here. And uh, yeah, ready to roll. All right. And to your left, of course, we also have a guy that uh, he's a, a J-Wall. J-Wall, I'm thinking if you walk into him, you just smack your head because he's going to hit you with so much fantasy knowledge here. The son of a man didn't come to be served, but to serve and give us his life as a ransom for many. Uh, this is just a honestly... Uh, I'm getting to know him in the fantasy space right now. He's the founder of the 360 Fantasy Podcast, uh, and he's just, uh, yeah, Jay, you're, you're, you're Jay. You're awesome, and welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited to be on. I haven't been on a ton of different streams, so I'm just excited to be here with everyone. Well, we're pumped to have you, man. And next on screen here, 
as introducing this awesome group of guys here. He's a commissioner. He's very breezy. He's about his family, positivity, challenging the mind, mocks, your fantasy success, running successful leagues, the QCL SFBX SFB 11 member, a man that dresses very handsomely with his suit and his profile picture, also has some of the best hair. He's got one of the best shape-ups in all of fantasy football. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him. He is the commish, Commissioner Breeze. What's going on, man? And he's on mute. It's a rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. David took the great shape up from me, but it's okay. Real recognize real. Hey, I'm just glad to be here, man. It's been a long time coming. You know, we've been um, talking about linking up for a long time. So I'm just glad to be here as football is just ever so close. It's here to chop it up with you guys and ready to have a good time. I love it. I love it. We're going to have a great time today also because we're joined by the man to your left. He's a husband, a girl, dad of three. He's the founder of the Familia FFB podcast, fantasy football nerd and analyst. He's uh, a, worked in the Dodgers organization, and uh, he's he's somebody that if you don't know Jorge Martin, you're going to know his name soon because he is a rising star in the fantasy industry here, and he also enjoys his classic rock. So what's going on, Jorge? Thank you. Thank you. Gracias. This is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. I'm always glad to do a mock. And uh, this is a great group of people. You guys, you guys rock. I've been following so many of you and uh, I'm going to be following uh, whoever I haven't followed yet. So gracias. Oh, you're the man. And lastly, of course, you guys know this dude. He's a senior writer over at DLF football, Dino Crossroads at UDFA's matter. He's a, when you do a show with Peter Howard, you never forget it because he leaves that type of impression on you. He's he's a guy that uh, I've long admired in this space, and uh, he's he's somebody that he's a one of a kind. He is he's Peter Howard. That's the only way you can describe him. What's going on, man? Hey, yeah, um, I'm. I guess you all just needed a fish. I really appreciate it. Uh, my application went through. Uh, looking forward to getting my ass kicked <laughs> in a mock somehow. I'll find a way to get beaten in a mock. I'm sure. So yeah, thanks very much. Hey, we're pumped to have you. Great group of guys tonight, and we've got a great show for you, as it's been alluded to. We've got a super flex mock draft with it being the pinnacle of draft season right now. It's our time to give you everything you're going to need to know as you tackle your friends in your fantasy leagues and giving you everything you need to know so you can understand different processes, decide through tough decisions, and obviously uh, make those tough decisions easier for you. So, Mock time, so make sure to stay tuned for that. No question or game this week. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then, man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! Yeah! Now, that fire intro was made by none other than Steven Johnson. So if you want work done like that, that that is all that dude. Uh, hey, hey, Steven, that's something non-sexual that turned me on, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to respond to that, but thank you. You don't. You don't. You just accept the compliment. 
I was actually just going to say I really resent the, uh, the 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 attempts to raise my T level between the first intro and the second intro. I can feel the attack at my low T level. I I like it this low. I feel like listening to those boosted it a little bit. It's going to take a lot of like reading numbers to get it back down. I don't appreciate it. Just consult your doctor first. Yeah, right. You're gonna have to go take those over the counter Seven Eleven pills. Just watch the intro. There you go. Gonna have to go get some lower it back down pills. I think honestly. Well, we're gonna hit some news and notes here before we go into the mock. Here, we're gonna kind of give us the the cliff notes version of each thing here, and we're gonna start with Seth, and we're gonna talk about Cam Newton being cut, Mac Jones being starter, which is I, I think everybody expected Mac Jones to start at some point, but not week one, and not with Cam Newton being cut. What are your thoughts as far as the impact for the Patriots? Do you think Mac Jones has Q- potential QB1 value? Do you see a big rise in Damian Harris and the pass catchers there? What are your thoughts on the situation? Yeah, I mean, I mean, first of all, I want to say I, I was flat out wrong on this, and I think a lot of people were in the industry. My co-host, Nate, he's been talking all summer about Mac Jones, and you know, I, I think it makes sense from an NFL perspective from the Patriots. If you're going to do this, do it now in two different systems, Mac Jones, Cam Newton. Um, as far as fantasy football is related, um, obviously the running backs get a little bit of a boost. Damian Harris, um, he now has some goal line threat. Ramondre Stevenson, he's kind of been the preseason MVP as well. Um, give him a boost. I'm a little bummed uh, for a couple people. Nelson Aguilar, someone who I've been hot on all summer. Um, he led the league last year in yards per reception. Cam Newton was surprisingly actually a great deep ball thrower last year as well. So, I, you know, I think there's a, a little give or take with each player, but I think overall for the, the other fantasy assets in this offense, it's going to be a positive thing. Um, as far as Mac Jones is concerned, I mean, he's a QB3 to me. Like, I, I, I think it's some super flex leagues. He has some value but outside of that. Um, he's not draftable in redraft for me. I appreciate Seth's attempt there uh, to bury the fact he liked Nelson Aguilar and the fact Cam Newton isn't gone anymore. So no one can call me out on that now. I've tied it directly to Cam Newton. Like, uh, no, I know about that one. No, I agree. It, it's it's interesting how it's watched. Kind of we've watched this all play out, right? Like uh, Bill Belichick going in with a rookie quarterback with an interesting group of pass catchers there. I like Ramondre Stevenson a lot. I know people don't necessarily agree with that, but. Uh, it's it's an interesting. I think they're going to be as interesting as we've ever seen New England this year. It's going to be very interesting to watch from the first game of the season. I want to go to the next bit of news here, and this came out today that Michael Thomas is going to start on the pup list, so he's guaranteed to miss the first six weeks of the season. He's going to obviously. I think the Saints have a bye week seven, so he should be back right after that with the Saints, hopefully healthy. So, Stephen Johnson, I got to ask you, if you're drafting right now. What round are you comfortable taking Michael Thomas in? Uh, you know, I, I aim for him, give or take, around 11 or 12. Um, I, I look at him as a solid wide receiver four, wide receiver five to stash away at the IR there um, for, for those first six weeks. Um, I, I believe it is week seven that he is first eligible to uh, to, to come back off there. So, you know, I'm, I'm 100% fine with that. You know, when you look at the way that the, the back end of drafts have been, uh, you know, the the upside is worth holding on to for what he is, and especially with Jameis Winston being able to get the ball to him downfield and having that guy that can stretch the field and the fact that this offense is going to need that wide receiver at the helm. I don't think Marquez Callaway is going to do it. I don't 
really trust Traquan Smith to finally turn it on. I think we've been waiting long enough for that and and seen nothing out of it. Uh, so I, I'm I'm comfortable in that range as a, a wide receiver four, wide receiver five. Yeah, and I know he, in a lot of sites he's going somewhere like in the 80s to 90s. So you're getting him, I think, roughly around round seven, round eight. So you're pretty much out on him at cost. And I guess, again, if you're drafting Michael Thomas at this point, you're hoping for the stretch run he can get you where you need to go. But um, it is definitely a risky proposition to take him there. But I'll tell you what's not risky, and that's drafting Gus Edwards. Because unfortunately, running back J.K. Dobbins, you guys like how I tied that together? Uh, J.K. Dobbins uh, had an ACL tear, unfortunately, and he's going to be out for the season. And the Ravens can't replicate that production, but they're going to try with Gus Edwards, who's actually a over five yards per carry back for his career. You have Tyson Williams there kind of spelling him. Looks like he's jumped Justice Hill in the depth chart there, a 2020 unrestricted uh, free agent or he was undrafted free agent, excuse me, which is right in Peter's wheelhouse. He likes those UDFA guys. So let me go to you then. Let me ask you about uh, Tyson Williams and Gus Edwards. What are your thoughts for the fantasy value for the Ravens here? I have no thoughts on Tyson Williams. I imagine the Ravens are going to add someone, veteran or someone recently cut. I mean, Gerald, Jared? I don't know, Dokes. I uh, was just cut in Miami, and he showed out pretty well that last preseason game I'm told about. I, d- I still don't believe they play these games out. I don't believe they do this to human bodies. I, I think it would be more appropriate just to play out in the spreadsheet, obviously. But um, And that's who I'd be worried about. A- outside of that, yeah, Gus Edwards is not J.K. Dobbins. I think the main fantasy implication is that Gus Edwards now has – I thought he could do it this year anyway because J.K. Dobbins was so good. He was doing it so efficiently last year. I thought there'd be enough opportunity around for J.K. Dobbins to have usable weeks at least, and now that's potential's just increased. The likelihood of him hitting the I don't know, top 25, top 24 running backs has increased. Outside of that, I mean, Lamar Jackson's the running back you want in this offense. And if that running back's gone, you don't want any of the offense. So I don't know why I'd make it more complicated than that. I do think, I mean, it it adds to my conspiracy theory that the Ravens are going to pass more, which is what I deeply want for that team. Um, But, you know, losing J.K. Dobbins doesn't mean they're going to increase it exponentially, but it does probably add more to Lamar Jackson than anyone else. So I've been hearing a lot of Gus Edwards in the third round. That's not a Peter Howard pick there, right? No, no, I already had him. Uh, I would sell for that price. Like, you, you try and get in earlier than that, you know? Don't get in after the value jumps up on those kind of players, especially in Dynasty, just in case that wasn't uh, asterisked all around this little fishy's head uh, among these uh, this thick fantasy meat. I'm just a Dynasty player, and, um, yeah, you sell those guys once they get more pass to opportunity this early at a certain value. Because that's that's we want the J.K. Dobbinses. We we don't want the Gus Edwardses so much. Right, and I respect that. Good, and bringing the dynasty aspect, which I like. Peter Howard, the man when it comes to dynasty. There, let's talk. Well, about... I just asked myself, what's the most low T format I can play in? And they they were like dynasty. <laughs> oh, okay. So I mean, that's basically. It. <laughs> I feel like this this theme of this show is going to be all low T. I don't know why. It's just a thing. I started off with it. It keeps coming up. I'm going to keep running with it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's talk about another running back that went down here, and that's Travis Etienne, the first-round pick for the Jaguars, who has a serious Lince Frank injury. He's out for the year on injured reserve here. But right now you see James Robinson, who was the 2020 darling in this backfield, 
now getting a bump to maybe what maybe people are saying he should have been from the start if they hadn't drafted a running back here. So, Jorge, I'm going to go to you here. If you're drafting James Robinson, where are you taking him and what ultimately do you think his ceiling could be? Oh, I really don't want to take him. Uh, I just, I'd, I'd like to take him no earlier than the third round. I just think it's, uh, I, I think, I think he'll be good, the, the, but I don't think he'll come back, come close to what he did last year. I think Carlos Hyde's going to be a problem, and I, and I really think Lavisca Chenault is going to, is going to take some of the carries and some of those low dump offs that that might have gone to Robinson last year. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think LaVisca is definitely going to be the guy that's going to get those short area targets and is going to kind of play that hybrid role that maybe thought ETM was going to play. I think that's a great point. Uh, right now, James Robinson is a third round pick. Are you taking him in the third round? Uh, if I if I went wide receiver, if I went like tight end early or had someone like Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill or Stefan Diggs fall to me much later in the second round, yeah, I'm grabbing him. Otherwise, I... I Really, I'm after with all these injuries, I'm really looking to hammer running back the first two rounds and then just laying off for a while and maybe grab somebody like a Zach Moss much later. But uh, really, I want to get those running backs taken care of early. When you say the name Zach Moss, it, it just hurts my soul. There's just something, <laughs> something about the, the Buffalo backfield that just always is just yucky to me. But no, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, let's talk about another running back situation here as the <laughs> Patriots agreed to trade running back Sony Michelle to the Rams in exchange for a 2022 six round pick and a 2023 fourth round pick. Michelle obviously showed promises rookie year where he collected 981 yards from scrimmage and six touchdowns in 13 regular seasons games. And then he obviously in the, everybody remembers him from the playoffs in the 2020 campaign there and kind of looked like pretty much outside that hasn't been anything special, but with him out of town now you got Damian Harris who is I think now been the most talked about player on Twitter over the last couple of days here. James White is there, Ramondre Stevenson, JJ Taylor on special teams. And on the Rams side, you've got now a compliment with Daryl Henderson, who's going to have his stock slip a little bit here. So let's go to, to the, the man, the legend, Jay Wall here. And why don't you tell me about the implications here for the Rams side first and tell me what does this do for you wanting to draft Daryl Henderson? Are you interested in Sony Michelle at a later cost? What are your thoughts? Um, I think, I mean, kind of similar to like Gus, like we knew that they were going to bring someone in, uh, not just have Henderson. And so wasn't really loving his, his draft value there. Um, and then Sonny Michelle bringing him in, he's obviously going to be the, the pass catcher there, but still I'm not really in love with anyone in that Rams backfield. And so to be honest, I'd probably steer clear of that. And commission on the Patriots side. What does this do for the Twitter uh, sweetheart here, Damian Harris, and potentially Ramondre Stevenson or any other person you think is relevant to bring up for the Patriots? Commissioner Breeze, knocking on your door. You're on mute. Rookie mistake again. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, Damian Harris to the moon. Um, I've been one of those guys who – been talking up Damian Harris, you know, long before, you know, we knew who the quarterback was going to be between Cam Newton and Mac Jones for the Patriots. The big domino effect uh, factor was, you know, if it was going to be Cam Newton, you know, it would cap Damian Harris upside, you know, in particular around goal line situation. But since he's now out the door and you have Mac Jones, the starting quarterback, that opportunity all of a sudden, you know, is there for Damian Harris to, 
um, have a good season. And Ramondre Stevenson, you know, he expelled uh, Damian Harris here and there, but I'm not really too concerned about him as far as um, having an effect on Damian Harris' um, output for this year. And, of course, you know, um, James White, you know, a, a rookie quarterback's best friend is always to have a safety valve, whether it's the tight end or whether it's a, a back out of the backfield who can catch short passes that can get easy yards, you know, to create plays down the field. So it's a plus overall for me for all the uh, running backs involved and really the receivers as well. So it's a good move all in all. I definitely agree with you. Everybody kind of elevates with the Cam Newton being gone, and you also have uh, Sonny Michelle being gone to less quality that backfield a little bit. This is the under, if you've been living under a rock news, just to catch you up here, Jameis Winston's now the starter for the New Orleans Saints here. Teddy Bridgewater is now the starter for the Denver Broncos. You also have, of course, Gardner Minshew now going to Philly to fight for the backup job to Jalen Hurts. Irv Smith Jr. went down with meniscus problems and uh right now it could be sidelined for the start of the season and they now brought in chris herndon jr so that's going to be a fun experiment there and then of course ty hilton also is going to miss multiple weeks with an injury he sustained and practice on wednesday been hearing anywhere from like five to 12 weeks and then for those that love carry on johnson he is now released from ir from an injury settlement from the eagles uh his, his career has definitely been not what many expected so well uh, don't know what's gonna happen with carry on johnson but I will tell you what we will carry on here, and that's going to be our plug. If you enjoy the content of Triple Play Fantasy and want to hear more of what we got, make sure you check out all the great things at the Triple Play Fantasy Network. We've got our baseball and basketball podcast, the Super Fantasy Bros Between the Seams, the Tripwire, all that great stuff. Of course, YouTube-specific content, Coaches Corners, Fantasy Foodies, Movie Minutes, and much more. Brad and John, I think you guys recorded a couple of those, right? Like eight. Oh, there we go. There's a lot of those coming. Uh, of course, if you like writing, it's more your style. Go to tripplayfantasy.com where you'll see all the great articles from our talented writers. And of course, everything is flown through the mecca that is the social media page on Twitter at TripplayFantasy. Now, we know podcasts come in all shapes and sizes. You've got small ones, you got big, long ones. Some are firm and some are soft. And I know I, I'm going to stop you there, David. <laughs> you can move on to the next part. I was going to say, like, I have kids and I don't need to be uh, like, I, if this is, like, where am I right now? <laughs> well, I was going to say, if there's one thing we can agree on here, it's that bad, co- bad podcasts can be the downfall of a great fantasy team. They're high. How did that relate players. to any of that they're, first time? They're high and fatty players, low and lean players. They'll get you to the finish line, but. Uh, there's be lots of losing with your draft. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to change that. Get you some triple play fantasy wherever you find your podcast. Get all that fantasy goodness you crave and win your league. So there you go. But we're going to hop into our triple play fantasy Superflex mock draft uh, right after this quick break. And we're back. All right. So we had to pay the bills there. So uh, Jorge is going to draft. You're not going to hear his voice on the podcast. He's going to draft virtually. Uh, hey, did so, I skip a few minutes? Like I we're going on a break, and now we're we're back. You time traveled. I'm very confused. Did I? Did, am I experiencing missing time, or is this passed, like the magic of podcasting? Oh, Jorge's gone. What did you do to Jorge? He's picking up his kids. He's gonna draft. I like uh, him. But he, <laughs> He's gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna have to make fun of his picks, and he can't be there to defend them. So. 
Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pull up the sleeper screen right now. And so you guys can see it. We all can see the uh, the draft screen here. Everybody see their beautiful avatar up top? Good. All right. Everybody ready to mock draft here? Yes, sir. So what we're going to do, I'm going to go to the draft settings. And just so you guys know, I'm an honest man. I'm going to go down to the draft order. How many times do you guys want me to randomize? Once or twice? Once. All right. Oh, of course you said once. Oh, do it twice. Do it twice. <laughs> no, you can't do it. David, you have to at least do it seven oh, times. Oh, do it twice. I'm first now. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. One more time. Oh, that's even time. worse. Are you seeing the honest? You said you're an honest man. All right, last time, last time. I think the acceptable numbers were 17. Definitely 17. (laughs) All right. Peter's going to be the first pick here. Oh, come on. I mean, sure. No, no, I'll win. It's fine by me. Let's go. All right. So we're going to start the draft. 30-second clock. We're doing a super flex here. 15 rounds. No kickers or defense. So it's all players here. We're going to start right now. All right, so Peter's on the clock. As we're going to do here, I'm going to kind of talk the picks as we go along here. Ask people quick, for the quick tutorial. Where's the draft button? Found it. There we go. Oh, Peter panicked with your first pick. No, no, that's, <laughs> that, that's legit my first pick. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of seems like a panic pick. And Fair, uh, hey, man, I'll take the excuse if it doesn't work out. <laughs> So Patrick Mahomes second, which is the big difference in super flex leagues. Quarterbacks go a lot higher for the most part. I didn't even realize I even had, I had the fourth pick here. And where am I going to go here? You know what? Teddy Bridgewater is right there, man. Just take him. <laughs> where is where is my pick? Here? Glad someone like that. <laughs> uh, David, David's buying some time. He doesn't know where to go. I'm going to go. I just want to see who he gets auto picked here. Oh, oh man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. When you get people upset, that's when you're doing something right. So Kyler at four. So we've had three quarterbacks in the first five picks. You have Mahomes at two by Steven. I took Kyler at four, and Breeze took Jackson get, at five. You get also have your Josh quarterbacks Alex. now, or you can't get them. That's right. Quarterbacks again. Uh, I mean, I'll take Derrick Henry. I'm not going to like it, but it's also PPR. I'm, you took him over uh, Alvin Kamara. That's there's a interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I ranked him higher. He's going to score more. There you go. Justin Ooh. Herbert goes to oh. Seth. There goes Alvin Kamara. We got the eleven and Jorge at, at the turn. Where is he going to go at the ten? So, going at the end of the first round here, we have at least five quarterbacks at the first ten picks off the board here, and the rest running backs. So no wide receivers in the first round. And Jorge's, even though he said he has his cue set, is going to be on auto pick, it seems. Da- so. David, have you ever commentated horse racing? Because I'm getting that vibe right now. No, this is this is my <laughs> test run, but I have a gig lined up. So he's going to be on auto pick with Travis Kelsey. Does it not auto him if he misses his first pick? I, 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 um, think, I think you have to set it up with a certain amount of picks, then it goes to auto. Yeah, it's two, two auto picks, and then it automatically. Okay, so we'll just have to... To dirt. I think that's his cue, though. That's I don't think that's where Kelsey was in the site rankings. So yeah, he would have like, auto pick would have been Saquon. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so Jorge yeah, he going, set it up. I just guess it does it that way. It just kicks. It just takes the whole thirty seconds. That's a drag. Yeah. All right, John. Oh, I mean, Taylor, who's got thirty seconds to waste, right? 
<laughs> Saquon, so, David, how can you talk about taking 30 seconds when you took that long legitimately <laughs> just trying to find your plan? <laughs> I took 20. I took 20 seconds. <laughs> I like the story. So you up. took 10 seconds longer than a guy who's late. You be one. You be one. Oh, you're a uh, dick. You're a dick. Can, I, can I tell a funny David Russell Wilson story? What's the funny story? I don't know. Can you? About, about you at the convention. When you were the drunkest you've been since college. Oh yeah. I was, when I was talking to Michael Fabiano, <laughs> I was telling him. Oh wait, wait, let me let me tell the story. He goes, Eric, Eric. Michael Fabiano told me if Russell Wilson is the QB one for the year, he'll tweet about it and let people know I said that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, congrats, man. He's like, dude, dude, Russell Wilson is gonna be the QB one. And then he proceeded to say, just make sure I get home, okay. <laughs> is this before or after he gave bartender a new name no oh, yeah. it was it was this saturday night nah. uh Keith, aka george probably never wants to see this guy again but it's funny because everybody hated george too i was the only one that liked him it seems i think you were the only one that you were probably the only one he didn't like yeah oh man george is one of a kind so Updating on the second round here, only one quarterback's come off the board in Russell Wilson. We have another bunch of running backs here. Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Hey, this Jones. is best ball? This is best ball? <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be because it's a mock. So uh, count at this point. Oh, all right. So we got the third round reversal. Oh, it's third round reversal. Oh, we got a third round reversal. I, I didn't know. Oh, oh. That was on purpose. I didn't want you guys to know. Oh, uh, you snuck that in on the yeah. Yeah. I would have changed my pick. Uh, I'm gonna say that actually drastically this, changes this strategy. Mock, this mock draft you know what? It's not a, David. It's not a goal. My goal is to bring you guys the most unexpected. You never know what's gonna happen in your draft. So why not prepare you guys now? Yeah, but I think if unexpected in your draft is the league commissioner drastically changes the setup, you just leave the league, dude. You don't change your pick strategy. Like, if that's the way it is, I'm out. Can we turn this into a roast session of David? Because I'm here for it. I, I mean, that's what I thought sucks. it was, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I know uh, if Jorge was here, he would appreciate it, but he can't vouch for me now. Oh, I'm loving it. But yeah, Jay, you got, you got am, 11. I am absolutely loving it. And I saw that and I was like, heck yeah. See, if you notice those types of things, you deserve to have the third round reversal. That's how I <laughs> get my guy. All right. So we got there. I'm up now. I have Murray and Eckler. Can we have a mid third round pick reversal where Kamish gets two in a row and then we go back to Johnny Foosball? <laughs> <laughs> no, we ain't doing that. All right. I so think, I got. I Diggs. think there's some setting you can put where I just pick my team and then you guys get what's left. Okay, can I get an update on if there's like a fourth round reversal too, or are we? <laughs> That's all the. Oh, you literally about. just took Kittle. I thought I had my finger on the button. I do. I do not. Ah, uh, uh, Stephen with the swipe. Swiped. Just completely stall. Okay, I got twenty six oh, seconds to come up with a new idea. That's nice. <laughs> I like. I like. Uh, even with the honestly, unexpected third round reversal. Mr. Peter Howard started off with Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Calvin Ridley, and Joe Burrow. It's a pretty solid start. Now, are you happy with that start? 
I mean, I'd be happier if my league commissioner didn't completely change the whole format like in the middle of my picks. But yeah, I mean, yeah, so far so good. I normally don't go so running back heavy, but it's heavily dependent on where your picks are, I think. Yeah, kind of seeing what the board kind of leads to you at that point. Whatever is kind of there. I, I get that. I respect that. I considered Antonio Gibson, if you want to throw out a name people like to talk about instead of Harris, but I went with Harris. I, I have Harris ranked above Gibson personally. Are we split on that? Is like half of you guys Gibson and half of you guys Harris? I go Gibson. I have I Gibson Harris. projected out like top eight. Harris for me. I think it's real close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, John, you took Terry McLaurin. I, I don't Terry. like John very much. Could we talk about that for a while? <laughs> That's not what's meant to happen, John. <laughs> Jeez. John's just sniping left and right. Follow here. ADP much? I'm actually just going to complain that everyone's sniping all my players. So when my team's worse, I get to say, well, that's because they were all so good. That's that's my general plan. So I have the to go to... to also complain about being sniped like five picks before you actually pick. Like somebody who's actually going to last that much longer. I have 10 recall falls there. To be fair, I'm redraft. So I... Uh... I have to go to Brad real quick. Brad, you started with four straight running backs. You have four. same with Jaywell. Oh yeah, you both. So let me go to Brad. What are you guys doing? So yeah, man, I I do it all the time. I don't care what the the format is. I don't care whether it's dynasty or redraft. Running backs that are workhorses are so scarce. I'm drafting four straight regardless. So Brad, it's true or false that in the Scott Fishbowl you were the last person to take a running back, or I'm sorry, to take a quarterback. I think that's I, I think it's close to true. I don't know. I think I remember you sending the screenshot that you had the last you were the last in all of Scott Fishbowl to take a quarterback. I'm gonna win. That's all I know, really. <laughs> <laughs> so who did no. you end up with? Um I took uh, I took Jameis and Zach Wilson. That Jameis pick is looking pretty good right now. Yeah, that's yeah. that's looking pretty solid. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and Zach, right, Zach well, Wilson looks good too. I'm gonna take that. Uh, I'm gonna take that Aaron Rodgers uh, shout out. All right, fair enough. Well, Jay, well, you also started with four running backs. Is that the same reason that you took four as well? Oh yeah, especially. I mean, with the injuries, it's just like crazy value trading. If another, you know, another one goes down, and so I love trading, and so and plus I love running backs. So if I can do both, then it's a good day. I like it. A great start with the four running backs, and I like C.D. Lamb a lot. He's gonna, I think, jump into. Oh my God, are you serious, Chris? I was literally had my button, on, my finger on Chris Carson. I had to do it to you, Manny, man. That <laughs> hurts. It hurts. I'll take my backup, Miles Gaskin. There. Wait, I'm on mute. Are you complaining about being sniped three picks before yours? <laughs> no. It was- it, it doesn't. If it doesn't feel good coming back at you, does it? That wasn't me. That was God. <laughs> I'm completely ignoring the facts of this situation. If you don't mind, sir, if we could just focus on uh, me having a great. Uh, I'm on the clock. Okay. <clears throat> I don't like Stephen much. I don't. Don't. Not. Not a fan. Not a fan of Stephen. Um. Oh, Stephen, you sniped him again. Before this shirt, you not hear me the, uh, the vacated targets just for you, Peter. I appreciate that, man. Uh, if you don't mind, I got eight seconds. Just going to make a quick pick. Um, all right. Oh, I'm on the clock again. All right. I was hoping there was another reversal. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was just sitting here like maybe, maybe I'll have an extra few seconds. 
Um, no, I, I think James Robinson's fall is pretty, uh, pretty neat in most draft formats right now, especially when you're thinking about redraft. So Stephen now is struggling. He's got ten seconds on the clock after his James Robinson. Oh crap! Uh, oh, that's there we go. All right, where am I going here? That's a good question. I'm gonna go with. Let me get Bobby Trees. Okay. So I wanted to bring this up. Jorge, who can't defend himself, has Kelsey and Kyle Pitts. Do you guys at any point like to take two tight ends in your first four picks? I did it with Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, it's just very unlike me. That's tight end premium, though. I meant like a non-tight end premium. We didn't uh, specify. That that hardly matters. <laughs> volume. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you look at it this way: like Kelsey's basically a wide receiver plan, and at that point, you're bullying position. And I mean, he's getting you points that you would probably expect out of a wide receiver, while limiting at least one team from getting set points at a position that's scarce as it is. I, I, I don't mind it. Um, I think it's ballsy, but I, I, I don't think it's a bad strategy. Yeah, it's definitely a different one. And they're two of the top four or five ranked tight ends right now. So you really are bullying at that spot in that position. I'm interested to see where he goes with these next two back-to-back picks. Hopefully they don't take the full 30 seconds here. Oh, there we go. Okay, got his quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Interesting there. Brad, I didn't notice you got Jameis Winston as your other quarterback. So you're all in on the Jameis train here. Yeah, man. I think he uh I think he's the same guy he's always been. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna expect a lot of a lot of chances. I'm gonna expect a lot of deep downfield throws and I'm gonna expect a few interceptions. But if he's giving you another, you know, 30 30 year or 30 20 year or 30 15, like I'm fine with that being my starting quarterback. Seth, I want to go to you because your team is very balanced right now. You got your two quarterbacks early. You got Aaron Jones, who's a good top five back, in my opinion. Keenan Allen's a target hog. Very a lot of balance. Is that how you like to approach a lot of your drafts or just or some drafts where you go heavy in one position? I mean, I, I definitely like the, the double tight end approach we were just kind of talking about in tight end premium leagues. I went that way in Scott Fishbowl last year, made a pretty good run, went that way again this year. Um, but, but yeah, I definitely like balance. Um, Chase Edmonds, to me, he's a guy that like I was okay with. Like TJ Hawkinson, he, he's one of my all-in picks this year. So like, I wanted TJ Hawkinson in the fifth there. Um, and then Chase Edmonds, he's a guy I projected out right now for about RB17. I'm definitely sky high on him, but I, I think he's going to be a really solid RB2. So I think if you can grab, you know, guys with solid floors with some high high upside, I think Chase Edmonds has that, TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, then I'm definitely going for that balanced approach. Yeah, I like it. I like it. David, you take a 49ers backup running back before you take the starter. Um, I like Trey Sermon. Always, also, right? I also didn't. I also didn't notice it was my pick till about fifteen seconds. <laughs> I, I I like the rollout the excuses play. That means you, <laughs> had, you had less time to um, scroll all the way to Trey Sermon with only fifteen seconds, David. That was deliberate. Come on. Well, I just I went to running backs and I just scrolled through the list real quick. But no, no matter, no matter. We're still going to win this league, and I wish I had taken Tyler Lockett because I forgot to look. Now that I see it all. Um, all right. We're going wide receiver heavy here. Oh, man. I mean, there are a lot falling to me that I like, so I'm taking them. I mean, there's still a bunch I didn't like not taking. Yeah, there goes one. 
Oh, you guys left me. My guy. My uh, my man crush every day. The judge. Oh, yeah, good pick. Good pick. I think he's the receiver I'm most high on this year out of all the kind of up-and-coming receivers. Obviously, like, T. Lamb's going to be a top 12 wide receiver most likely, but I think Judy will be in the top 20. Hey, yeah, I'm basically just here to make sure you draft. Denver's wide receiver one over Denver's wide receiver two. That's why I took Sutton. Like, I don't. <laughs> I, I like volume players too, but it's normally because they come at a discount, and Jerry Judy doesn't right now, which is weird because in Dynasty, we played this weird game all our season where we we're drafting him lower than we did when he was a rookie, and now everyone's higher than him than uh, ever. It's uh, it's kind of been a weird value, value spikes for Jerry Judy. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Yeah, that's the reaction I get from a redraft DFS type player. Yeah, yeah, that's that's real <laughs> interesting dynasty information, nerd. Um, but yeah, I mean, on tape, I, I liked the Teddy Bridgewater the fact that he's thrown him the ball. I think that helps a lot. But also, Judy's. I think his ADP was like wide receiver forty four like two months ago, and now it's I want to say it's like in the twenties. So he's it's really risen a lot over the last couple months, which I don't like. That mm. I think it's one of the most frustrating things is when you you don't do your drafts early and then there's certain guys that you like and then kind of more information comes out and then that player's ADP shoots up to a point where it's no longer a value and you have to decide if you still want to take them at that point. Is that just a, a first world problem or do you guys all have that same feeling? Sorry, what? I don't think any of us are listening to you. Just to <laughs> <I think so. laughs> We're all looking at the draft board uh, cursing other people right now. I don't know. <laughs> So let me go to Doc. Go ahead, because you're about after you make your pick here. You got Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, Javante Williams, Mike Davis at running back. You got Russell Wilson and Stafford as your quarterbacks, Hopkins and Allen. And you also picked up now Mostert. Talk us through your process here. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go as running back heavy as the others, but I went with players with upside or that have guaranteed roles. Derrick Henry is going to be the guaranteed RB1 in Tennessee minus injury. Miles Sanders, I like him more with a mobile quarterback. Javante Williams has a lot of upside. I feel like there's a lot of depth at receiver later. DeAndre Hopkins and Allen Robinson are studs as long as they're healthy and have decent QB play. And Stafford and Russell Wilson have good weapons around them. As you know, doing home leagues with me, I never draft a tight end early. So basically, if you don't get the top three, you're banking on a touchdown. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to make my... Oh, Gus here. Edwards. Wow, how did I forget about him? He that, was that's buried. A, that's a value pick. I'm going to have to unmute yeah. Breeze for a second. I, there's a little something going on with his mic, but I need to hear him sneaking that. Value. I'm going to take Trey Lance here and get my second quarterback here. Uh, Breeze, how did you How did you figure out what everybody else was missing on? I'm just, you know, looking for gems as, we, as we're drafting. And um, I saw him, I said... Since it's PPR, he'll probably get buried since nobody expects him to catch many passes. So went on hand, shot my shot in the ninth round and took the value. You got that's pretty good value. Uh you I I don't know if like did uh Seth and uh well Seth took a running back there. Did you take Fournette knowing with Gus there, or was that just because the board had him buried so far? I am way too bullish on Leonard Fournette, I'll be honest. <laughs> like like I'm with you. I think like I am right now statted out RB20. Like I know that's a little high, but like I, I'm not believing all the geo hype. Like Fournette last year, I mean, he was averaging over 15 points per game in the playoffs. I, I, I know we've seen playoff hype before, but 
I'm definitely a playoff Lenny type of guy this season. Yeah, I mean, if one of them could definitely emerge. You know, I don't know if they'll go full committee between them, but Leonard Fournette did look good oh, in the playoffs Steven. last year. Sniping Robbie Anderson for me. Let's go to Steven because we haven't talked about his team in a while. How do you like your team so far? Eric, Eric, you literally pick it like six picks. Come on. Yeah, Robbie Anderson is down there. <laughs> he is. I, I, I had to fish a little bit. The ADP on sleeper is a little wonky. I'm, I'm happy with this. I'm, I'm, I'm real happy with this. You know, Mahomes and Prescott, and then you got, you know, it's the running backs, you know, they're going to have to, to work a little bit. But, I mean, you got Robinson, you got Henderson. I think Henderson's due for a bigger year than people are currently giving him credit for. Sony Michelle is nothing to get freaked out over. Uh, I, I I don't think there's really much there to, to worry about. I think Ronald Jones is in for a pretty decent year uh, that the, the, the camp hype will uh, carry over. But wide receiver-wise, uh, Jefferson, Cooper, Anderson, and Higgins, I'll take that any day. Yeah, I've always liked you. Uh, Scott was your name, right? Scott. Yeah, I've always liked you. Uh, Ronald Jones has fallen a little far, but I really love the Robbie Anderson pick. Can, can we get together and have like a Terrence Marshall isn't going to happen party together? Because I think it's just me and you. I think it's just me and you. <laughs> you know, the, the, the thing that's always, you know, had me confused, especially the last couple of weeks where the steam has just picked been picking up on, on Marshall and people don't seem to understand how much Robbie was playing in the slot last year and the fact that Kurt Samuel is no longer in Carolina uh, and, and now he's tied up with his old quarterback who he did have a pretty decent relationship with on the field so I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why Robbie is still as low as he is because again this is also a guy that led the team in targets last with Carolina. So it's it's kind of mind-blowing that his ADP is where it's at right now, especially in PPR leagues. No, I, I think uh, it's a UDFA things matter. For, for example, if Terrence Marshall walks in this year with all that draft capital and makes DJ Moore a high-drafted, phenomenal yards producer in the NFL, and Curtis Samuel a fairly well-drafted, multi-skilled, highly versatile weapon, sit the hell down and takes all the volume, how high will we be on him? Because that's what Robbie Anderson de- did last year. Like, he literally went in, took both their lunches, beat them up all year <laughs> in terms of volume, struggled with touchdowns, but, I mean, look at the quarterback. And then everyone's like, nah, he's not good. He just <laughs> did what we hope this rookie can do, literally. After balling out – who else balled out on the Jets? Like, they, he took the Jets and made a 1,000-yard receiving call for himself. Like, literally no one else can do that. But he's an undrafted free agent, so he's probably no good, right? He's also right. And I, and, well, and, and, and not just that. But no, I mean, no, no. It, Bring the fire. I've just got – I'm trying – I can't <laughs> rant like that. And then a reasonable no, person it's, comes it's, on. It it's, makes me sound like the, a it's lunatic. It's the Adam Gase effect. <laughs> it's, it's the Adam Gase effect. You get away from Gase and you become a an NFL player, an actual NFL player. They can actually play the I game. Mean, <laughs> na- name me another player who could do it with Gase. It's just Robbie Anderson. That's it. Maybe Jameson Crowder, but also Robbie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I love this part of the show. It's talking Jets wide receivers. I think we're going to lose all our audience. Everybody loves talking Jets. I, I do want to bring up something that Jay did. He took Antonio Brown in the 10th round, which I think is also great value. Jay, where did you... Were you uh, just you had him on your queue looking down, or was it when you were like, oh, wow, he's still here? Uh, I, I had him on my queue. I had Chanel and Juju all on my queue. And then I was gonna, I was like, okay, I'm going to take Kirk Cousins and hope AB comes back around. And then, of course, you know, the way it falls, I was like, 
I was loving the value there. And then Michael Thomas was, uh, I had one second left and I freaked out. <laughs> Panic. <laughs> you know what? He's honest though. That's, that's the thing. I'm, I'm helping train you guys right now. It's you get 30 second clocks. So you have to make your picks fast. And there's also a surprise third round reversal because you never know what the draft is going to throw at you. So everybody's going to leave this. It's like you flexed your What do you muscles. do when you have to reach four rounds to get all the players you're interested in left? <laughs> like, well, to, is that send it. nine seconds? Send Someone? It. All right. Because <laughs> like everyone on my queue is like, oh, you can wait forever. And I'm like, but I don't, I need to pick someone. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, I, I don't even know how to respond to that. That's, that's <laughs> it's, it's a tough situation. That's okay. I'll take over the show. It's fine. I've done this before. You're new. You're not. Yeah. When someone says something, you're meant to like respond to it, but it's fine. Um, so Ryan Fitzpatrick, that's a pretty hot take. Uh, uh, is it another Fitzmagic year? Fitzmagic year going? Because I like Dimey Brown and Terry McClellan, by the way. And also, yeah. Scott, get off my wide receiver ranks list. I mean it. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, you know, I, I, no, I think just based on historically what uh, Fitzmagic has been able to do with his wide receiver ones, uh, you know, McLaurin's in for a massive year, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that that Fitzpatrick is uh, due for uh, another solid year. I mean, as a, as a, a third QB, I'm more than happy to take him as that insurance policy back there. And again, with the weapons that he's surrounded with, uh, obviously a better cast than what he had to work with last year in Miami, where he was wrongly benched. Uh, you know, I, I, I think he's in for a, a pretty solid campaign. that will provide some decent depth. Yeah. I, I have actually Terry McLaurin as wide receiver seven this year. I'm all in. I think Terry's right. He's ready to go off. Yeah, I, I'm all in on it, baby. Um, hopefully the Washington doesn't replace him. Uh, with Taylor Heineke, but if as long as he starts, uh, there's like stats that they say like Fitzpatrick has given uh, the statistics he's given to his number one X wide receiver over the course of him starting half the season. It's pretty like phenomenal. So if he's starting, I think Terry McLaurin to the moon, as they say on Twitter. Um, all right, back to let's talk to Johnny. So Johnny, you have an interesting draft. Why don't you tell us about your strategy and how you've gone about it so far? Um, I was just picking people. So what I do, David, is I only have 30 seconds, but I still try to do it pretty quickly. So I scroll to a player and then I, I click the, the pick button. And then uh, most of the time it works out. Sometimes I miss, but I, and I mean, physically miss the, the pick button, but I never miss on an actual pick. I'd like to say this is my favorite answer to any question I've ever heard asked and then answered on a podcast. That was awesome. I'm just picking players. I mean, sometimes I miss the draft button, but uh, most of the time I get it right. That literally right there, podcast goal. That, that just had to hit my friend. Johnny's one of a kind. Uh, Kamish, what the hell is that? Are we not going to talk about Jared Patterson and Tim Tebow here? <laughs> I mean, what is happening? If, if we're talking over that, like it didn't happen. Okay, if you guys know Brad, okay, Brad, why do I know? Actually, you like Jared Patterson. Why did you take Tim Tebow? Um, I'm just picking guys. <laughs> That's the theme of this draft. I think that answer's already been taken. <laughs> No, in all in all seriousness, I uh, I've already got my team filled out, so I'm just kind of I'm just scrolling through. 
well, picking some names. I like Evo? Jared I Patterson. Jared I'm halfway serious. Uh, Jared Patterson reminds me so much of Kareem Hunt that it's crazy. And if you can get Kareem Hunt at this at this stage of the draft, I, I think you hit smash a hundred times out of a hundred. Um, Tim Tebow. That's just kind of a, a ridiculous pick. Obviously, <laughs> he admits that was that was your bold call. He was going to be the starting tight end for Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fake serious as well. Um, Only fake yeah, serious in retrospect. Hedge. If wait, it had worked, wait, you would have been running around. Wait, I was going to I was going to say way to hedge. Uh, <laughs> Sony Michelle in the fourteenth round, I think, is a good steal here. If you. If you scroll down a little bit, he's there. Gio Bernard is a pass catching back here in this PPR format. Commission, I mean, a nice pick. I mean, Jamal Williams, the week one starter in the 14th round, is a great is, value. Is he the week one starter right now? I mean, I feel like Swift isn't going to play. I don't know if we know that for sure, but um, I don't be interesting to see how it plays out. But as we make our last picks here, I want to get everybody signed off here because i want everybody to be able to plug all that they're doing as we finish up the draft here this has been probably the funnest mock draft i think i've done all off season you guys are a fun group to draft with here so as we're finishing up i'm gonna start with mr peter howard since he's the first pick let everybody know where they can find you all the stuff that you do with dlf and anything else people should know Stop distracting me. This draft just got interesting. Drafts really aren't interesting until you get to round 15. And here you are like, okay, let's sign up. No, um, Yeah, I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun hearing you all talk about your picks and taking the best players that I wanted. And uh, no, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm really distracted. Um, let's see. Yeah, all my written content goes over there at DLF, Dynasty League Football. If you type in DLF into a shirt spot, it's not going to get you there. I don't know why we all say it that way. DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Um, and yeah, I'm a senior writer over there, which just means I, um, I've just been writing there a long time. That's all, that's literally all that means. And there are much better people over there and with much better processes putting out content that I try and do some deeper research pieces, hopefully that stay evergreen. Um, if if certain sayings or myths or feelings we have in dress are true, I don't know why I'm talking so long about this other than I'm vamping for time while I look for running backs to draft. Um, there we go. So, uh, yeah, that's where my written content is and my ranks and stuff like that. Um, outside of that, you can find me on Twitter at PA Howdy, where I'm always interested in talking some football and being wrong about stuff. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. Uh, you're the man. Loved having you back on the show. It was a long, long, long time, in, and uh, just as I remember it. So appreciate you. What about Stephen, a.k.a. Scott? Why don't you tell us where we can find you, all the stuff that you're doing? Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen underscore Roto. Like you don't uh, know him well enough to call him Scott. Like that's, that's a you problem. Like it's a thing that only really good friends get to do. Uh, I, I didn't know you went in the club. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, you, can, you can find my work at shycitysports.com and one up fantasy uh, later tonight, actually at eight 30 central. Uh, on the Shy City Sports Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter channels, and uh, my graphics and video wherever they pop up. <laughs> yeah, the best in the business again. You guys see the intro for us? That's all from Mr. Steven right there. Or Scott, sorry, Scott. Uh, Kamish, why don't you hop on tell us everything that you got going on? Sure, sure, sure. Um, you guys can follow me at on Twitter at mcbreeze11. Right now, um, I'm just behind the scenes, you know, just making sure everybody 
cough, you know, got their money to pay their league fees, you know, drafts are coming up and uh, got to make sure everybody's ready to go. Everybody's squared away and um, just keeping the people connect, uh, connected in the community with all the positivity and all that good stuff. And that's pretty much all I got going on right now. Very positive person, a great follow in the fantasy committee community for sure. Not committee. We're not a committee yet. We're not like the NCAA. Uh, <laughs> Seth, one of the nicest guys, also a grinder for his company. Uh, tell us all about your company for those that are not familiar with it. Yeah, thanks, David. I appreciate it, man. Um, so what we do over at In Between Media, we're a little different in the industry. We combine feel-good lifestyle advice with fantasy sports advice, whether that's the football variety, the NASCAR variety, the golf variety, fighting. We're going to be, you know, all over that. Uh, so we just try to bring a little bit of something different. You know, during our podcast, we normally started off, talk some fantasy football, normally end it, something to something to take home, you know. We, we try to be your friend. We try to be your parent a little bit, try to give you what you need, what you want. Um, but at the end of the day, man, I, I just love this industry, love what we're doing over there in between media. Um, and, and David, I, I appreciate everything you guys do over here at Triple Play as well, man. It's it's uh, it's always fun linking up with you guys. It was fun seeing you guys out in a can a couple weeks ago. Um, and, and just a huge fan of what you guys and you and Doc are doing here, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and again, IBT, it's it's the growing brands and awesome thing you guys do. I, I love the, uh, I love Nate and Jen and the whole crew you guys have there. So you guys keep doing the awesome stuff you're doing. Mr. Jay wall. Tell us all about you. Tell us what you're doing, where we can find you. Yeah. So, um, I just launched my website and YouTube channel, 360 fantasy. It's all here. It is right here. It's all spelled out. Um, so 360 fantasy.com and then 360 fantasy on YouTube. But I just put that out probably three weeks ago. And so, um just kind of figuring figuring out my way uh it took some time off like writing and doing videos just to enjoy the preseason um but i'm a little late on my sleeper article but um we'll put out my sleeper article here in the next day or so make sure you check that out make sure we'll make sure we get that uh retweeted so people that want to check it out can find the link uh but looking forward to reading that and then of course the last drafter you guys heard in the beginning mr jorge martin Check out his podcast, Amelia FFB. Again, it's a great, great fantasy football podcast where they talk fantasy football growing up in a big Mexican family. It's awesome stuff that they're doing over there. But we thank you all for tuning in. However you consume Triple Play, whether you watch it, you listen, whatever way you do it, appreciate you one way or another. Next week, we're going to be doing something that I don't know because I will not be on the show next week. So, Doc, whatever you got planned, you can do your thing. Uh, hopefully we don't lose our audience with you hosting the show, but um, everybody else that's listening and be safe out there, go draft the best ball. And we're going to make like a bread truck and haul these buns. Catch you guys in the next one.